0: How have you been? It's been so long since I've seen you or talked to you.
1: All right, here's the deal. We're not going to do our audience dirty. Thought about this.
0: We're going to be honest with people? You're going to actually tell people what's been happening? We're going to be honest with people. What an an, an amazing concept.
1: So here's the deal. So we're not going to treat this like a certain radio station in our local area that... Should maybe be. or maybe not has a co-host that just goes missing for three weeks and doesn't ever address what happened. We're going to address what happened here with us.
0: Oh, I know what you're alluding to.
1: There. All right. Oh, so Ross, yeah. for the last three weeks, the last more than that, two months, probably three months. Ross has been going through gender reassignment surgery. And moving forward on this show, he will be called Rose and not Ross. With I that, asked Ross, it's
0: time. Oh, wait, Rose. I asked, you Rose. For, I asked you for years to call me Russ or Russell, and you refused to ever refer to me as Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I did the I, – I, I was I, – I I rumbled for so long until I erupted. And that eruption uh, just turned out to be uh, an, uh, an estrogen-fueled um, – episode so rose
1: and i are back here to give you guys some content
0: i've heard from a few people
1: that said uh, where's where's the show yeah we
0: like the show we miss the show what i thought you were going to say is ross has been spending the last couple months just trying to kick butt as much as he possibly can we've been really busy which is also true we've been we, we've we it's life has been rough to be able to sit down and do this for a little while but we got the time
1: right I, now, I, so so yeah i thought back to myself i don't even remember the last show we did i can't even tell you But, um, and then I don't know what led to us not doing a show, uh, rumor control. There, there, there were no issues (laughs) (laughs) between us. There was uh, nothing. You've been selling real estate. I've been selling real
0: estate. Uh, you
1: had some trips thrown in there. I probably had some trips thrown in there and
0: I've been, been doing a lot of fishing, a lot of fun, a lot of fishing for about a month. Yeah, I,
1: I wasn't right physically. So I think I'm, I think I'm good now, but, uh,
0: Mark, you went to the ER, which never happens to. So on one of my fishing trips, I came back to an empty office, and I was hanging out here, and I was kind of expecting, you know, the big party. I was going to come back, and everybody was like, Ross is back. Hey! Yeah. That didn't happen. I walked in. The place was empty. Nobody missed me. They knew Nobody knew I was gone. And then KK walks in, and I'm like, what's going on? And she goes, well. 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 HIPAA. HIPAA violations. What the, what the hell? Like, Mark doesn't get sick.
1: Yeah, man. You know what's... The weirdest part about getting sick is when you don't know why you are sick. Most people that get sick are like, I had this. Can you explain to us what happened? Like, I mean, were you... Officially, no. But what I can tell you is I was feeling uh, off. Okay. Everybody feels off from time to time. Feeling off. And uh, this was on a Sunday night more than a month ago at this point. And... um, Man, time flies. You, you forget all huh. the details already. But so laying in bed, not feeling that great. And my wife's like, you know, do you have a fever? And I didn't have a fever.
0: And I think for perspective, people need to know, dude, you are not a complainer. Yeah. You're not a, like... My a, wife gets mad at me because I typically don't tell her when I'm You are. You That's one of the things you're a typical guy in, in that kind of stereotypical way that you... Yeah. I've never seen you sick. I've never... In fact, I've you're you're kind of a guy I, mean, I was relieved in a way to know that you actually had this episode yeah. because it was like oh he's human okay yeah. yeah yeah the guy actually he there there are things that can happen in his life that are normal yeah okay. so
1: so blood pressure is supposed to be normal reading is 120 over 80
0: and you um, seem like a guy that's got pretty good blood pressure well, i don't
1: you know people are like oh you're so calm all the time yeah. and what i learned from this is maybe you know i don't well, I, again, don't I, I, I don't know, the, maybe I was more stressed than I thought, et cetera, but um, ended up taking, we had a at home blood pressure cuff, one of those that you hit start and it gets tight on your arm, that sort of thing. So um, I don't know what led us to do that just that we had the cuff, but I took my blood pressure that night um, at home it was about 1030 on a Sunday night and it was 180 over something else. And when you go to your good friend Google and say, you know, what does that mean? At 180, they say you need to go to the hospital. So, for the first time, and I, you know, I had a I had a thumb thing once. I went to an emergency room for oh, It dislocated my thumb. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I so I had technically <laughs> been to the emergency room, but this is the first time as an adult I said, yeah, I said to myself, hey, I need to let's let's go, because not only was I having high blood pressure, but I felt pressure like in my chest. My chesticles. Yeah. So I'm like, "Eh, I don't want to die here. (laughs) You know, let's go. So went to the hospital and they hooked me up to the heart machine and uh, ran some COVID, ran COVID tests and did all that stuff. And while I was there, the blood pressure came down. Ended they up seeing a doctor
0: after that. They didn't give you medication or anything to lower it. They just they started. gave
1: me a pill. Okay. If it went over one sixty, you take that pill, okay. and it's supposed to get it under control, okay. which I have not taken to this
0: day. Oh, oh, okay, okay. You're still holding that pill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, and they give you more than one. I have a, I have a bottle full of those. So, not just one, Ross. They give you
0: several. It's not nitroglycerin, is it?
1: No, no. I don't even know what it is. Okay. But, um. So after that, I went to the doctor, regular doctor, and, and they ran some more tests, um, several things. Also got my tetanus shot updated during the Good during this you. time. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Um, there's several tests. Uh, did a testosterone test that came back fine. I am a man, so that's nice. Um, more blood work, whatever, and. At no point, oh, you know, check all the levels of all the stuff that's in our body. You yeah. Know, one of those tests, all the, you know, your sodiums yeah. and whatever.
0: Your front differential was okay. Um,
1: also looked into blood pressure and said, okay. we don't think you need to be on a, on a, daily blood pressure med at this time good um so everything was coming back no 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 which when you're sick is a little frustrating yeah. honestly you kind of like not that you, you want to be told you have cancer or anything but, but you'd you like want to do, know okay, this is
0: what's going on because the longer the longer the nos are coming back the more your brain goes to those extremes for right for sure for sure like yeah. you don't you don't you don't yeah. walk in thinking i might have cancer it's when you're yeah. being told no 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 you go oh crap yeah. something wrong and I, and by the way i'm happy talking about all
1: this stuff because uh, i think mostly men listen God bless you women that do. Um, But so I've been, I've kind of changed my tune on this a little bit. I was very, very, very anti-doctor. Not that they don't help you, but I just don't need one. Right. And because of that, I don't go in for routine physicals and I don't do a lot of that type of stuff. And, and this has kind of changed my opinion on that. I'm like, I got several shots during this time and I'm like, you know, shots don't, don't really hurt. They don't bother me that much. So, um, but the other thing I, I noticed too was, and my wife has noticed this before with me. When I do get sick sometimes, I can get really, really blue, like really down at, yeah. at that point. Which is like,
0: another thing you don't do. I don't do, right? Yeah.
1: And and some of that is because I feel like Charterhouse, while well, it technically can run without me, like it's I don't I don't want it to. I I feel responsible for everybody that's here. And if I'm home in bed, what's happening to the business? So I think there's something that kind of kicks into my brain. It's like you you don't have the right to not be part of what you're doing, right? You, don't, you, you can't get sick. You can't be a human being because you'll be letting people down if you do those things. So while I was doing the blood pressure thing at the same time, the doctors were – they give you questionnaires like, you know, do you want to kill yourself? And I didn't, but, you know, it's scales of one to five on all of these questions. And I'm like, you know what? I think like based off of my – uh, my mood and not being able to kick this. Cause at the time the blood pressure was kind of uh, it, it was doing okay. But at the same time, like some lightheadedness was still there and that lightheadedness was lasting. It ended up lasting about a month. And now I'm just kind of finally feel like probably not, I would describe myself as 95% okay. better, not hundred percent, but just again, a hard symptom. Like I, I don't have a headache and I don't have a fever, but I kind of feel lightheaded or whatever. So best guess to this uh, was something viral, you know, uh, something, a viral infection, a a virus in your system can do these types of things. And sometimes they can't figure out what it is. You know, it just takes time to get out of your system. So I am feeling a lot better, but during this period of time for the first time in my life, not only did I go to the ER for the first time in my life, but I took a, what I would describe as a chill pill. It's probably the same thing as you take when you uh, spark up a doobie. In, in the morning you know? in the morning, you know and and again, here's the thing too i for so forever I haven't taken anything, never, never, I haven't taken a pill to help Mark with his brain, right, because that's weak in my mind. you shouldn't need help like that, and then I think to myself, man, I know so many people that are medicating right now and and not only medicating with a with a pill but medicating through. Marijuana mm-hmm. or whatever. And so what they're doing is not that different than what I'm doing, right? They're finding something it's, to cope. It's the same thing, and get them through the day. So, if, so there was probably four, five, six times where I'm like, man, I just want to not be feeling what I'm feeling right now. So I finally took some of those pills. I haven't taken them in in the last couple of weeks. So, because my mood improved drastically. But those were meant to be, again, not dailies. But like, man, yeah. if you need a, yeah. if you need to click your brain off for a little while, yeah, you know, take Which one, is, of take good, one of these that's pills. A really
0: good thing for you, Mark. It is. So, yeah.
1: so I've got those, and I finally took one and realized it didn't kill me mm-hmm. to take one. And it's funny because people might ask, like, what do they do? I can't even describe what they do. Uh, you, well, just, you just, you just don't you know, care about the same things anymore. You
0: don't know what they're called.
1: No, some long name. Yeah, again.
0: I'd be interested because I'm. But I mean, it's it's not like an antipsychotic. I doubt it's an it's, antidepressant. No, it's not
1: a. It's not a uh, Prozac. Yeah, Or, any, right. or exactly. anything with that strength. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It, it's literally an as-needed.
0: Yeah, and I bet it's. I bet it has more of an effect of like a THC pill than probably. Yeah, I mean, you've done some gummies when we were in Vegas. Have, Does it have that sort of? Gummies make me feel like when I took too many, it made
1: me feel a little bit drunk. Yeah. The, the a little yeah. bit drunk. Um, so these didn't make me feel drunk. These just made me feel
0: relaxed. Relaxed. I like yeah. the way you put no. it. Turn your brain off for a minute. Yeah. Some people need
1: to do this because so much of this is your brain. Man, it's the thoughts that run through your head. You're never gonna get. You're never gonna get better. You're yep. you're you're gonna feel like this for the rest of your life. Yep. You are going to uh, lose your business. The fact that you're not there for a week, all your agents are gonna come in and quit. You're gonna. It's your brain, yep. Yep. and your brain can be your best friend or your worst enemy.
0: Right. And Mark, you've known the best. You've known the better side of that most of your life. Mm-hmm. You've always been a positive guy. You've all. You've you've instilled that in most of the people around you. In that. Yep. Uh, that attitude of abundance, type of thing, like you just don't have room for negativity. Yeah. You don't really have room. Yeah. You, you kind of kick that out usually. So, I, I'm, I kind of glad in a little way that you got this perspective because this is something I've over the years that you and I talk about a lot. And I'm always trying to get you to be more empathetic for people who don't have that in their brain. Oh, they don't have sure. that that thing that you have always had. So you got a glimpse Over, of it.
1: overwhelming positivity. And I
0: wish so much that my mom were around cuz this is I used to have these great conversations with my mom about this stuff about your brain. She she worked at a psych ward. Yeah. Um, an adolescent psych ward, so she got to see some weird stuff. Yeah. Man, we'd talk about the you know these the way that your brain works, how powerful your brain is. And dude, you and I've had these conversations about tr- making that thing work for good. Yeah. You know when you say a lie out loud, your brain will do the mental gymnastics to make it come true. And just like what you were you don't have to say it out loud. If you would have sat there in that depressive state of, I'm going to be a failure, I'm going to lose my job, everybody's going to quit, all of that stuff, it all would have come true just by mm-hmm. by the fact that you would have just sat there and spun in it. And then, of course, you it validates. And you go, oh, I knew everything was going yeah.
1: horrible. Yeah.
0: But if you do the opposite, if you if you kick it out, it, it, your brain, yeah. you can do the same thing. You know, we've all told a lie, and then over the next several years, your brain has done the mental gymnastics to give you the righteous yeah. point. And you go, oh no, 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 I, I didn't lie. Yeah, I fibbed the truth for the better good. <laughs> yeah, you can do the same thing about. Yeah, you can do it. You if you don't like somebody, if you if you are if you are jealous of somebody, yeah, say out loud, man, I'm really happy for Mark.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I, and your the, your brain will trick yourself into believing. Oh, for it. sure, and the and the whole thing is is, uh, has been eye opening in 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 some bigger ways for me. And you know, people listen to podcasts. I understand why people listen to these things. They want to be entertained, and hopefully, me talking about my life a little bit fits that bill. Um, and I'm never going to be a guy that comes off as as uh, preachy you know, when it comes to, to to religious topics, but this is this is about me and my journey at this particular point in my life. And I, I, I stumbled upon this fact. And, and again, you could say that, that, you know, I got sick for, because I got sick, right? But what I discovered during this time for me, my journey is I, I am a believer that sometimes, so I grew up in the church. I grew up uh, going to Grand Avenue Baptist Church in Ames. Parents, you know, it was really important to them. They made me go to church, all of those things. And one of the things that, um, I've done in my opinion with my own family in a poor way up to this point is not having my family go to church. And one of the reasons for that is because my own, um, takeaways from what church has been like in my own life in a lot of ways in a, in a very humanized perspective, meaning, um, I still remember, man, we carry scars with us throughout life, but I remember, um, you know, having what I'll call secular friends growing up, you know, people that weren't in church at all and had no interest in doing so were some of my better friends. And then I remember going to, um, up at Iowa state when I was there, they've got a, a, their student ministry group is called salt company, big deal up there, a lot, you know, hundreds of students and going to a couple salt company events and feeling like it's not as easy to fit in. Right. And it should be the opposite of that. Right. One of the greatest commands that God gives us is to love our neighbors as ourselves. Right. Love's talked about a lot in the Bible. And you're like, man, this is supposed to be like you walk into this room and they're all supposed to come over and welcome you and give you big hugs and all this stuff. And I'm not getting that. I'm not getting that from these people. It does feel like a click. People have talked about, you know, coming to Charterhouse, how it can be intimidating, like breaking into our group of agents because it feels like we have a click. And we're on our side saying we're just so damn cool. Yeah. We're on our side saying say, no, it's not really like that. You know, we'd love to embrace you and yeah, welcome you in, right. but from the outside, it's that, that way. Yeah. So, so I'm like, oh, what the heck, man, I'm welcomed more by these people that aren't in the church than I am in. And, and that starts to cause some bitterness and resentment and all of that stuff. And then that stuff lasts a lifetime. So I started making up my own reasons why, well, we don't really need to go to church. And, you know, as long as we talk about God at our house, that's, that's good enough. So but that had been something my mother had been talking about, you know, had been and continued to, and I'm 43 at this point, and my mom's still like, Mark, you got to get your kids in church. It's really important to do that. Okay, Mom, okay, and I just didn't do it. So I had this, this thing, and, and I think sometimes, in my opinion, I believe this, if, if, if God's interested in you, as a person, and I believe he's interested in all of this, if he's the one that created us, and that's my belief, then sometimes God will do something to get your attention. Mm-hmm. And and he might slow you down. Mark, your life's going too fast. You're not focused on the right thing. So I'm going to slow you down for a little bit. And that somebody could take that to a negative negative. say, well, so God made you sick? Well, God will use what he needs to use to get his message across, right? So... During this period of time, when I had more time to to think about stuff, et cetera, I, I started to think about some things in my life that I did not like. You know, I you're right. I'm a positive person. I'm a I want to help the people here. I want their businesses to grow. All of that, but you know, not having my family in church and some of the personal relationships I had and all of that were really struggling. So, um, I got to the point where it's like, you know, not I, I, again. I don't want to go into to great deal detail on some of the stuff you know and i don't want people to think well you know he doesn't run his business the right way i care a great deal about running our business the right way i try very hard to do it ethically so i'm not talking about anything in the business world but got to the point where i just needed to you know apologize to my wife for some of the things i say to her some of the ways you you know you treat someone when you're, you're there a long period of time so i said hey man i've really kind of butchered things with you in some important ways and kind of apologized to her and then um said to my kids and to my wife you know what i'm going to start correcting what i feel is a wrong we're going to start going to church um we've done that now four weeks in a row and i actually like it i'm listening you know when i'm there and my kids might ask why do we have to go here because dad wants us to (laughs) i mean that's that's the reason i don't expect them at their young ages to fully grasp it just like i didn't when i was going to church um another big one for me that i would strongly encourage other people to do is man it sucks sometimes when you're viewed as someone that's got all the answers and got it all figured out and you know your life is great and then you got to go humble yourself to a few <laughs> a few people. But I felt for me I felt like very clearly during this period of time I said God w- whatever I need to do let me know what I need to do. And and the, God doesn't speak in a loud booming voice unfortunately. It'd be awesome if he did God, because no, that would be he-
0: Ross quit the yeah. doobie <laughs> very you know, clear. Like, oh, you
1: know, God talked to me. <laughs> so how does God talk to us? Well, it's more like a whisper. Like it's what we think, what pops into our head. Right? So for me, that was an example. There were three individuals that I felt like I had really, really bad relationships with and I'll take the blame for it. It's how I felt about them, uh, Bitterness, all of those things. And, For me, God's like, that ain't serving you at all, man. Yeah, right. That's not good. You need to get that out of your life because that's pure toxicity.
0: And... You, you, know, know how you, had, ha- you know how know, you have a bad you know, relationship. You've had you've had a couple guys in your life named uh, Benson Ross that have been telling you to do yeah, that. I know I know, I know.
1: I know. So you know, <laughs> this is how you know you have a bad relationship. If you think about running into someone at Target, and uh, if you see them, you're going to walk the other way. Yeah. That's a bad relationship, yep, right? Yep, fix that. Right. So I had that with a few people, and I reached out to all three of them, mm, and I said, and I said, man, like it, whose fault it was or whatever it doesn't matter, but I'm simply putting that down. I don't, I don't want to deal with it anymore. I don't want to carry that with me anymore. So I apologize to you. And I got good receptions from all three. One said, you know, appreciate the text. We're probably not going to be friends, but and that's fine. That's totally fine. I, I respect that. That's that person's opinion. Another one said, that's awesome. Thanks for the text. Really appreciate it. Let's go grab a coffee, which we did. Another one showed up to our event this weekend um, that I don't think that person would have shown up to the event. Had I not done that? Probably don't know that for sure but the so my encouragement to the audience is like if you have some of those relationships I realize man I've just went through it it's tough but try to make those things right you know and, and you have to you have to swallow your pride <laughs> to to yeah. to do that you have to you just frankly have to humble yourself and say I'm an idiot you know for whatever I cause you know the the part of that was that was my responsibility in this relationship I screwed it up i I'm sorry but I think it's amazing to me what sense of freedom comes with that you know and you're one of these guys that everybody likes you so <laughs> I <ain't> think <laughs> so I, so I think you have less of this in your life you know everyone's I've your friend some of it, and, Mark.
0: I've got I, I've got I've got more of it than I let show
1: but like so I want to be it's funny you mentioned you and Benncy had been saying like just squash it you know and I'm like screw that I'm not, <laughs> not squashing anything you know I need the edge I need the you know, I, I like the angst of yep. having I like having some enemies out there, kind of a thing, and but deep down, I think I wanted to be more like you guys. You know what I mean? I wanted to be more like, man, it, what would it be like if I didn't have any enemies out there? That that might be kind of kind of interesting. And there's still going to be people that don't like me because we're in a competitive business, <laughs> right. or right? You know, they view me as cocky or whatever. Yeah. But but the the liberation is the I now have three people that. I'm not turning around yeah. and, and walking yeah. the other way. Right. Exactly. When I see them, yeah, you know. So life's <laughs> yeah. too life's too short, man. Like I, am willing to, to to sit and talk with anybody that listens to this about anything in my life.
0: That that's one of the gifts that I have is being willing to be an open book. You have, you're very things. and you you're a very vulnerable guy. You've always been that. You've always been a guy that's willing to talk about anything and everything, and that's vulnerability. Yeah. Now your vulnerability is different than it has always been, and I would say now after this last hour, Mark, um, and maybe probably I'm really looking back on it, even for our relationship over this last month, things have been a little you. That vulnerability has shown in more traditional ways, mm-hmm. like um, and yeah. So I this is I'm really glad you. I didn't know we were going to talk about this today. I'm really we never glad, know what we're going to talk I'm about. Really man. I'm really glad I asked you to talk about this because this is. Um, Mark, you are a guy that a lot of people look up to for a lot, all the right reasons. I would say um, because you're an independent guy, because you are um, successful, dude. This it's important for you to to do stuff like this, to to say things like this on forms like because, um, it helps me. I I do I put you on a pedestal, and it, this helps. In a way, it broadens the pedestal. Yeah, <laughs> but it helps me to realize, ah, oh, yeah, Mark is. Mark does have those days. I've had those moments, man. I've had, I've had one particular moment in my life where I knew I was having some sort of mental health mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. That voice in my head turned. Yeah, what I think you had happened there, Mark, is probably closer to. The, the the closest thing that we could describe it, weirdly enough, in recent pop culture, is Aaron Rodgers' ayahuasca experience. Mm-hmm. Now when you you know, we we create these chemicals naturally in our brain, but then you can you can take things that in nature to enhance that chemical and that's what ayahuasca essentially does. And that's when people like Aaron Rodgers claim that they talk to God. Mm-hmm. But I think that what you, I think what you're saying is right, and I think that what most people experience is probably right. Not everybody, because again, back to those mom conversations, some people that voice has that, the voice is so lost with the connection with God, and your thoughts are so twisted that that's what you're, you're hearing the bad side. Yeah, you're hearing that whisper, when you're able to know that difference and hear that connection, and you hear that thing in your voice in your head that's going, "Quit the doobie." I mean, yeah. Whatever it is it says yeah. Yeah. mend those fences. Yeah. That you know, that's that God's connection. That that's and some, that's,
1: that's something that you should that you should listen to. And and part of part of this last month for me has been it's just a a, a general general reevaluation of of what truly matters, what you should be focused on, et cetera. And uh, so a couple of those things for me was simply um it's funny because when you're in turmoil, all you want is peace, right? That's what you're seeking is <laughs> yeah. peace, right? So that becomes a daily prayer. God, today, just give me peace yeah. man. get me through the day. Give me peace. Give me joy. I don't need wealth. I don't need fame. I don't need all this stuff that falls away. And mm-hmm. I, I, I had, I, I you probably seen this or talked. Uh, we we've talked about this before, but something that was a a powerful takeaway. In fact, I I put it on Facebook. But a realization for me, and again, you know, everyone, eh, Ross, you're a good friend of mine. I don't think you find that I preach to you a lot. Like, I, I am willing to share stuff that's impactful to me. And, and my hope is that someone else will find it impactful to them. But one of the realizations, uh, the visual example was, was there's a pastor on YouTube um, named Francis Chan, who's really, really, really good. He had a mega church and then stepped away from that because he didn't feel right about having a mega church and yeah. now does more of a home church thing but he gives an example and he shows a rope and in the example, it's a long piece of rope and he shows it's almost comical, but he shows the very, very end of the rope and it's painted red. Okay. And he says, this is your life right here. And when you think about your life, you think, well, if I do really, really well in this part, and he's pointing to this tiny piece of the rope, then for this last section right here, I'm going to have a great retirement. I'm going to whatever, blah, blah, blah. And during this red section, We focus on our comfort. We focus on how big our house is. We focus on how much money we have, how much fame we have. All of this stuff that at a moment's notice is gone. Yep. And the rest of it is eternity. And eternity, think of eternity as millions of years. And if you believe you're going to be somewhere, heaven, hell, whatever that version is for you, that is so much longer than the red section. And yet, Mm -hmm. we live our lives focused on the red piece of the rope. Yep. So one of my biggest takeaways is I got to stop doing that based on my belief system and what I believe I got to stop doing that, man. And that extrapolated itself into, to other things. It's like, man, I, I don't like, it's a true desire of mine right now. I don't think we'll do this logistically because it'd be expensive, but I even had thoughts during this last month of like, I, I really, really, really don't want to make this business that we're running about me. Okay, that's not my goal. That everyone's like, look at Mark and how successful he is. I don't want to make it about me. To the extent where I'm like, maybe we change the name, maybe we get Charter off our building and we turn it into ABC Real Estate or whatever it is. Now, logistically to do that is tough. Yeah, you know, you got signage and you got thousands of dollars of expense, and who knows? And, but and, at the and, end of the and, day, we might and, do that. And but it's a brand. It's a brand, but it's my brand. And I'm like, I don't know if I want it to be my brand anymore. I don't know if that helps us that it's my brand, you know, uh, there's bridges I burnt out there and they associate what you do with me. And I don't know if that's good. Maybe it'd be better if I'd had nothing to do with the business. I still run it, but people don't know that I run it kind of a thing. So these are just the general thoughts that I've been having. Is but- the
0: name Iowa, just hear me out. Yeah. Instead of charter house real estate, mm-hmm. is there an Iowa realty? Anything like that? No, I've never heard, heard of it. I never, never, I never heard of I it. That would a
1: stupid name. That would that's no. That's pretty. That's a pretty stupid name. Here. No one would name their company. <laughs> I really.
0: This is why people don't like you, Turner. Stupid.
1: <laughs> hey, man, God's working in my life, but He has not uh, changed my opinion. I really. I still, I still don't, I still don't like those guys or what they stand for. I love it. So, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So anyway, so anyway, okay.
1: It's been um, it's it's been a journey. Well, yeah, but, that's but, news. But, that's news to
0: me. A lot, but of, let, but, me. But a lot me, of
1: But let me but let me but let me wrap up this segment of our show, and then we could talk about what you've been up to because uh, uh, I want to hear about your fishing trips and stuff.
0: Uh, this is way more important. But I would
1: say this. <laughs> I would say this, man. I think the common denominator for struggle that people have right now, and I think when you read headlines, et cetera, there's a lot of struggle, yeah. in the world, right? especially younger people, which is a separate topic that we can talk about more someday. I think personally, I've I've read my niece who's 18 years old um, is in a, is in a, a a, a group of young girls. And I, and I heard anecdotally that all of them are struggling with self image, suicidal thoughts, et cetera. I I I think that social media is the downfall of an entire generation of people. In terms of, I'm not pretty enough. I don't have what they have. I don't dance as well as they do. Nobody liked my post. I think it's a terrible thing for people of a certain age that can't handle that stuff. And again, let me get back to my main point. That, that, that I think it's a really destructive thing. And I think suicide rates are going up and depression is going up. And that's a common denominator for that generation. They're all on TikTok, you know, whatever, whatever the medium is. But to finish the original point, you can chime in on that part if you want to, Ross. But to finish my original point, the common denominator for us, and let's say us men, men of a certain age, is that we feel that we need to struggle by ourselves. I just think we do, right? Nobody wants to hear that I feel depressed. Nobody wants to hear that, you know, I'm really struggling in this area. Nobody wants to hear that I'm addicted to porn. Nobody wants to hear that I'm addicted to gambling. Nobody wants to hear any of my problems. And the reality is I don't think that's true. I don't. And it's lonely, man. I, it's, I don't think you're, you're, you're as likely to go kill yourself. If you've got a great network of friends that understands willing to help versus feeling like I'm on an Island man and nobody feels the way that I feel right now. And I guarantee you that people do feel the way that you feel. I guarantee you that people struggle with the same things that you're struggling with. So my encouragement is seek help. First of all, if you need to medicate a little bit, I think that's okay to do. Um, for me, man, it, uh, like as cliched as it sounds, for me, trying to get right with God, big, big, big difference in my life, right? It started to change how I was feeling, started to change like some of like how I'm viewing everything else in terms of the importance of it um, and the order of things and all of that. But I guarantee you, Ross, that someone listening to this message is struggling.
0: Oh, Mark. And probably multiple dude, people. Multiple, Dude, the overwhelming majority of people that are listening if, if, in fact, if you're dealing with too much, you probably started off by now, yeah. Because it's, it's this has hit too close to home, and you're like, man, I'm de- I'm already dealing with this. I'm swimming in this river. I've been there, dude. You know all my, you know a lot of my problems. You don't know all of them, yeah. You know a lot of my problems, and I could write a book. <laughs> yeah uh a, a pretty depressing you've told me one. so many times you're like mark you wouldn't believe my life man and then i tell you this stuff and you're like i don't believe it right <laughs> and then you find out that it, you're right it, it's it's yeah it, it, we all we all are dealing with that we're everybody out there every person you drive by on the road this should blow your mind when you're on 235 watch those cars come in the other direction every single person is bearing a across yeah <laughs> Oh, no, I've got a problem that they're dealing with. Yeah. Mark, you like you know, when you, you say, Well uh, you know, me and Bincy, uh, people like us. Dude, what you are what you're experiencing here, I've always been an open book. I mean, most I've always talked to people about the things that are going on in my, on in my life. I, I tell my wife about every conversation I have in a day. I tell you about every personal problem I have. And I think that there's a part of that vulnerability. I tell people I love them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I tell friends I love them. Now I don't just throw it around. And it might—if you're around me all day—you might think I do it willy-nilly. You have
1: told me that several times, and I reject it when you say it.
0: I mean it's it. my demeanor. I, mean, I and I mean it, and I say or, it. To or you. I usually
1: say things like, "Oh, do you want to have sex with me you now?" Do, yeah, yeah. I usually, usually make uh, it inappropriate, you love and I—I
0: I just bring it back to that very real thing of. Yeah. I love you. I do. And I and I would if you weren't here, my life wouldn't be nearly as happy or fill or, or fulfilled. And that's the case with a lot of my friends. I mean, listen, in a I would say this, I obviously I don't say this to them because it gets creepy. I'd say this about my kids' friends. I love those kids. Mm-hmm. Love them. I'd say this about my neighbors whose name they don't know my name. <laughs> yeah. I love them. Yeah. I, I love them. Yeah. And that's that's and that's a good trait it it it, it, obviously sometimes it comes back to bite me but you are that vulnerability that you're sharing right now and that you're experiencing man that's that's i think what people attach to i think you know that they see that and they go oh man yeah that helps me because i know that uh that this guy isn't the perfect specimen that I that I thought of. And not that, you know, yeah. I don't think anybody's running, like, oh man, I wish I were wish all my life were just like charters. No, but there are times when yeah. you've walked out that door and I've thought to myself, man, he's got some shit figured out that I don't. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. got he, there's a cool, calm confidence, you know, like you say, cockiness. I wish I had that. It's nice for me to hear that you have days like that. And you have you have, and I yeah. think everybody everybody appreciates and keep that. in mind too and here's one
1: of the problems with social media getting back to that point hmm. there is um you know i'll use a guy that i, I that's on my scroll he shouldn't be but dan bulzerian is a is a i don't know how rich he is maybe a billionaire probably not probably a millionaire but dan
0: i think i know who you're talking about dan he, he's
1: he's a buff dude yep. and he travels around the world with with like nothing but tens on his arm and, yeah. and, and a lot of them at once like five to 15 girls on his private plane and he Gambles, goes to tropical locations gambler, and whatever. Right? And there was a time in my life where I thought to myself, that would be cool. That would be cool. When your perspective starts to shift and this, you know, and trust me, there'll be plenty of people listening to this episode that disagree with me and that's okay. I'm 43 years old, married, have three kids, have a great family. And I look at those videos now, and I think to myself, I'm willing to bet that when his head hits the pillow at night, he feels empty. You're damn right, Mark. Versus full. Yep. Because none of it matters, and none of that stuff brings joy and brings peace.
0: Mark, the proof is in the pudding, man. I know that that guy's not happy because he's still chasing. Yeah. He's still, I mean, how much is it? If if money were what was going to fill your bucket, how much is enough? if women were what was going to fill your bucket, how many is enough? Mm-hmm. If the yachts, if the trips, you've seen the world, you've traveled the seven seas, you've banged all the tens, and you're still out there chasing for something. Yeah, Like you're, and, and, and maybe it is God. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what is missing from his life too. Or there's something there. Yeah. Maybe, and Maybe it's, maybe there's something in his brain, a button that needs to be pushed or unpushed. To get him to calm down and unthink for a minute and go, oh, man, shoot.
1: So there shoot. is there is no perfection. That's, That's the bottom so cool. line. If it's, it, it, Keep in mind, especially with social, people post their best moments typically, right? They want you to see how good their vacation was or whatever. At the end of the day, and I believe this, every, you're right, everybody has something. That they're not happy with, that they're not content about, that they're that they're struggling with, that they're worried about. Mm-hmm.
0: Worry is a huge deal for people, oh, dude. Huge, huge, huge deal. Um, Think of the things we could accomplish if we didn't spend yeah. our time worrying about our, our about problems. Yeah. So,
1: if anyone's struggling with with any of this stuff, this would be the simple prayer. If that's your thing, the simple prayer that I would offer people that you don't need to go in depth on at all, but something that helps me and that I would. Ad- Hope it encourage other people is simply this. God, I want your will for my life instead of my own. Show me what that means. As simple as that, right? I don't want it to be, and this goes back to what I was saying, I don't want it to be the mark show. I don't want to, I don't want me to have to figure out where I go in my life and what my business becomes and what I do with my marriage and what I do with my kids and what do I like all the decisions, right? If you believe that you're designed for a a reason up front, you were born for a reason. We've talked about the statistics of you even being born, right? The fact that you're here as you is its own miracle, right? So God designed you. God wanted you here on uh, on earth for what? I believe there's a point and there's a reason. And I believe that he has a plan for you, Ross. And he has one for me and he has one for Taylor out there and for John and everybody. Johnny Burns. But if you're not, and, and here's what I've come to learn. If you're not doing what you need to do on your end of the deal, you may never discover what that plan is. Yep. Because God said, I had a perfect plan for you, but you chose you instead of me. And you chose sex and you chose money and you chose gambling and you chose porn and you chose whatever. So my encouragement is if you're struggling with something, just say, I'm tired of my own way. Like my own way is not cutting it for me. My own way makes me go to bed and feel sad. My own way. Has me broke. My own way has me addicted to something I don't want to be addicted to. How about I try a different course? And again, I apologize to the atheists out there, man. This has been a struggle. <laughs> this has been a big time struggle for you today, man. Uh, if you're still a, with us, this has been a one eighty from Mark Charter. I love if it. If you're still with us, man, and I promise. And here's the. And you know what? The dumbest fear that I have about a a a realization or a transition or whatever is that a lot of people view Christianity as boring. You know, it's like if Mark says, oh, Mark's going to change his ways. I don't want to listen to a podcast anymore because Mark's not going to talk about, you know, boobs anymore. Well, if there's a subject worth talking about. We can talk about it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to do terrible things, obviously, but I don't think it has to be boring. I think, you know, at times I might choose to filter myself a little bit differently than I did in the past. But talking again, about, with a podcast, about, I want to
0: entertain people talking about boobs. Doesn't make you,
1: yeah, I'm not going straight to hell. If I right, say the word right. boobs, you know, but I don't want people to get the wrong impression, but I do want people to get their lives better yeah. than what they are. And you know, this really sounds cliched, man, my door's open. I've had, you know, every once in a while people reach out to us on something like this about whatever, whatever the topic is, you know, I'm happy to talk to people, man. I, I don't feel like I have anything to hide at this point. And if I can help somebody overcome something or uh, get a dose of perspective on something, you know, I'm happy to do that. I think, what what are we doing this for? You know, what's the ultimate reason that we're doing a well, podcast? Mark, yeah, we it, want yeah, people to, to use us no, for business, No, it's of to course. Connect,
0: but it was always to connect with people. For sure. That's it. And dude, the, that's, this is the thing. This, the, you and I have talked about this. Uh, Allegory that was written into an episode of, uh, or maybe it's a metaphor uh, into an episode of like West Wing. Mm-hmm. This is why being vulnerable is so important. When I go through problems in my life, however weird they are, you start to say to your to the people in your circles, "Hey, man, you're not going to believe this thing I'm going through. You're not mm-hmm. going to believe it." And you, and you verbalize it in a few different ways and you say some things. What happens is eventually somebody comes to you and they go, hey, heard you're in this hole. You're not going to believe this. I've been in that hole. Yeah. And I know how to get out. And, I know, and, I, and they get down in the hole with you and they talk to you about it. I, yeah. And they know, they say... I, I see in your eyes what I, what I remember looking in the mirror and seeing, and here's what you're going to do, and here's how this is going to go out. It's going to take a long time, and these are the things you're going to yeah. go through. That's why being vulnerable helps, because you don't know who in your life has been through those things until you start to share it, because yeah. most people are closed down. Most people do exactly what you did at the beginning of this, where they're like, you know what, I'm, I worry about this being some sign of— or I did worry about this being some sort of sign of weakness, that if I talk about the fact that I'm not always super confident, you know, big dick energy, yeah. then people are going to think, oh, then I've, then I've busted the shell. And now all of a sudden people are going to see, dude, this is, I love being the butt of the joke. I love it. I yeah. love it. And you've, you've mastered it, my yeah, friend. But dude, it's, it's because, Mark, I've got so much ego in my life. Dude, I've had so much of the Ross show in my life. I've if I didn't if I didn't I'd I have to it helps so much when people make fun of me (laughs) it helps me to go you ain't shit dude Mm -hmm. you ain't shit yeah you know and and I and I don't yeah it ego is the ego is a monster. Ego is an absolute monster, man. It'll make you do weird, horrible things. Here's what,
1: here's crazy. Like, and I'm glad you said that because in, in my, in my journey and my searching, like this is, I, and I believe this too. And it's part of the reason that I talked about, you know, removing my name from the business and all of that, uh, scripturally speaking, one of the things that God hates the most is pride. Yeah. Right. And that doesn't mean you can't be proud of your child no, or no, like or proud, of, proud your of an accomplishments right, or exactly, whatever, right. but it's like, it's all about me. I did it. You know, everybody tunes in today to listen to me. Yeah, you right. know, it's, it's the Ross show. It's yep. like, and walking away, it's like, get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> get rid of that part, dude. Cause otherwise like,
0: it'll, otherwise it'll happen to you. If you don't humble yourself, it's going to happen to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like pride is pride is, uh, it, wrong wrongful pride yeah is is gross you know I, I just don't want any part of that anymore mark
0: i love dude do you know who uh bill hicks is does name ring a bell he, old comedian does yeah he had a bit bill hicks a brilliant comedian it, from the from the 90s late 80s early 90s he was yeah. on like letterman and stuff like that yeah um he had a bit called the ride mm-hmm. and i'll play it for you because he does it a lot better than i ever will but the, uh, and this is part of a comedy routine. Uh, this is very Bo Burnham-esque to be go all meta on a, on, a, on a comedy bit. But in the 80s, he used to do this bit where he'd say, life is just a ride. It's like a roller coaster. You strap in, it goes ups and downs. There's thrills, there's bumps, there's chills, there's all sorts of neat stuff. And eventually, you're going to come back to the station. Now, some people have been on this ride before, and they remember that it's a ride. And they come back and they say to you, hey, everybody relax. This is just a ride. Mm-hmm. And we kill those people. <laughs> 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 Don't ruin the secret sauce. Man. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, you know, look, look at, look at these, look at these people reminding you it's a ride. Uh, why aren't they worried? Look at the, look at the, look at my furrowed brow. Look at my stacks of money. That's funny. And it's a very good bit. And it's, that's what you're experiencing right now is that, is the ride, is that moment of like, oh, Oh man, I forgot. I forgot I've been on this before. Yeah, and I forgot that this is just a ride, and everything's going to be all right. And I've and I've maybe been focused on the wrong things. Not that it's helped you, and I and I yeah. guarantee there are people that have listened to this that are like this asshole. This asshole lives in a nice house, owns his own business, is you know can do all the things he wants to. Sitting here talking, you're you're you are having a realization that those priorities, even though they've helped you get to a nice life. Mm-hmm. It hasn't. It hasn't filled the gap. No, no, not at all. In yeah. fact, in fact,
1: recently I've thought like, you know, I I have. Uh, it's not the largest house in Ankeny. I certainly have a nice house, but I've thought to myself, should we sell it? Should we sell the house? I we don't. Know we, don't we don't. Listen, we don't you, need it. If you, you decide,
0: if you decide to sell that, you got I, a buyer. Uh, I know an agent that can help you save a lot of money. Oh, thanks, <laughs> Me, uh, thanks for that reminder, John Olson. Taylor Cancler and myself would like to sell you on this tri commission model that we've been perfecting try, over the years. Try Charterhouse Tri Commission. Try the try the Charterhouse Tri Commission. We each model. make a thousand dollars. No, each make a thousand. Mark, here's how John Olson and I are gonna sell this to you. It's the tripod system. Nice. We and basically I can sell this. This is my elevator speech. Yeah. Why pay one commission when you can pay three? Yeah.
1: Obvi- mean, <laughs> obviously, most of the world out there enjoys paying more commission than they need to. So why, yeah, why pay one when we can pay three?
0: <laughs> so yeah. under this fantastic tri-commission model, here's the deal: you get to work with three agents, not one, not two, but three different agents. Just to really confuse things. Which, yeah. which means every time you get an offer, three different agents are calling you with advice. Every time that somebody reaches out to have a document signed, three different agents are like sending TPS you emails.
1: Reports is what it sounds like.
0: You get emails. Well. Yeah, you get emails, you get text messages, you get phone calls from three different agents, my you friend. You get inundated is what you get. And with that extra work, all you have to do is pay extra money.
1: Extra money. Yeah. That's all you need. I by the way, we just had a great event here. Oh, dude, killed it. We had uh I'm only telling people this so they can come next year.
0: Um I'm only you're only telling people so they can keep their ears out for the next amazing Charterhouse house Community Connection event. But we
1: had, so we had, speaking about vulnerability, throw an event like this, because <laughs> you, you promote this event for about a month on social, and it was a fall fest for those that didn't know that we did this, and, and it was here at our office in our parking lot. We had inflatables. We had food trucks. We had various activities to do. And you do one of these things, and it was for four hours from 11 to 3, and you think to yourself, how many people are we going to get? Yeah. You know, And the vision, here's your brain. Again, your yeah. brain's like there's going to be 25 people that show up and we're going to have an empty parking lot yeah. for most of this event and it's going to be a total bust. And the reality came and uh, we had perfect weather. Yeah. Basically no wind, 70-something degrees, bright sunshine. And from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., we had a pretty full parking lot. I mean, there were people. We had hundreds of people show up for this uh, Mark,
0: thing. I, I didn't say this to you yesterday. I think we had over 1,000 people. It could have been. I think we had over a 1,000
1: people. It's hard to know because people come and they go and who's here and who wasn't here and all of that. But every time I would look up, there was
0: people. And people moving in. There were were constantly people coming around. So it was a huge,
1: huge success. Now, success is an interesting term because, you know, ultimately, why again? Why do you do this stuff? Well, Mm -hmm. twofold, I think, twofold. One, you hope that somebody calls Charterhouse. For their real estate needs, and you know that's that's all our our ulterior motive, right? Um, But. And this is the cool part. We do want to become known as a firm that does stuff like this. That's fun. That's good for the community that, you know, puts other people first, et cetera. So we're talking about this this morning, you know, are we going to have a, a a trick or treat thing coming up? We might, are we going to have a Thanksgiving Turkey giveaway? We probably will. Ham, 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 Ross and I both ate Turkey, (laughs) uh, you know, drive through our parking lot. If you need some food, we can get you some, are we going to have a Christmas event? Probably, you know, those things are things to announce, uh, in the future as, as we decide to do them. but the feedback in general on the event was, that event was awesome. Thank you for doing it. My kids had so much fun. Um, so, yeah, I don't see a reason, assuming we exist a year from now, that we'll do something like that again.
0: Assuming we exist a year? What the hell was how many How many autographs did you sign?
1: Did you, did you sign any?
0: Didn't sign any. My uh, One of my friends, Steffi, uh, an ex-wife of a former coworker. Yeah, she stopped by and uh, and said, did you get to meet Steffi? I did. Okay, oh, yeah. I'm glad you did. Glad yeah. you did because she's a big fan. I've yeah. am I'm, I'm she's yeah. probably I met, I had met her before. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. All right. She's probably listening to this right now because she usually listens to hello. Hello. Um, she came by and uh, but no, don't no autograph signings for me. Luckily, yeah. Chris Brennick, our buddy from Rockstar Satellite, yep. came out, set up some televisions for us. Yeah, I, thanks to Chris. I was worried. He Did, did I tell you about how he kind of scared me a little bit because. Uh, like that day he did? That day, that day, uh-uh. Sunday. So I came out of the front door here and Brennick had just got done setting up and he made eye contact with me and he kind of beeline towards me and we shook hands, we're yeah. buddies. And he says to me, because it was set up like a stage. Yeah, He says to me, all right, man, this is all ready to go for you. And in my mind, I thought I took that as because I've worked with Chris on events. Because there before. was a mic, there was speakers. a microphone, yeah. there's speakers, there's a little stage. In my mind, I thought to myself, "Oh my god, Charter really wants me to like stand on this stage and like entertain people yeah. during this event." gather around everybody and he and and even like i was like i kind of laughed and he's like all right come here i'm gonna show you and he takes me over and like showing me where the microphone is he's showing me where the volumes is and this thing is setting in i'm like oh my god what do they think i'm doing today and eventually i kind of realized that it was all just in case we wanted to make announcements yeah yeah we never we never
1: used the mic we did
0: did help your
1: sister with the apple station caramel apples baby that was popular huge well everything was popular pumpkin painting? painting Yeah, face so if we do this event next year, we're going to have two or three face painters. You
0: need to have nine face painters here.
1: Because there was a solid line for all wow. four hours for those people. So, yeah. Um, no, great event. I'm, I'm glad we did it. We'll, we'll do more of those. Um, do, do you have a story today? You always have a notepad with you, by the way. For those that don't have- know Ross, Ross walks around to the notepad. I see it. <laughs> yeah. It's a legal-sized paper. There's lots of scribblings on there. Lots of scribblings. This, uh, this but, I, but I didn't
0: know if you actually had a story. This legal pad right now, Mark, has uh, listings after listing after listing after listing. These are uh, four, well, what will be five of my seven listings at the end of the yeah. week here that I have basically the details. Ross about.
1: is starting a nice little collection of listings. So if you want to buy one of Ross's uh, listings, he's got, buyers. Some, he's got some inventory.
0: Listen, I would love to, I love helping people sell homes. It's awesome. It, you, we, we get to save people tons of money. Yeah. It's awesome. Here, here, right oh, now, by the what, way. What we need in our market right now are some buyers Okay, folks. so here's
1: the deal. So here's a great reminder for buyers. If you're a buyer listening, a would-be buyer, you know buyers, et cetera. And I was reminded of this. It's a famous saying, but um, a, a buddy told it to me the other day and it, and it tripped my, my brain a little bit. The phrase is, um, marry the house, date the rate. Okay. Marry the house, date the rate. Great line. Okay. So here's what this means. If you're thinking about buying a house right now and it's six and a half percent, you're like, that is way, 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 way too high. Think about it two ways. All right. One, it's temporary pain. Okay. So if six and a half and you buy now at six and a half becomes nine which it could, who knows where yeah. the economy's going, you're going to love six and a half, okay? You're going to be locked in. You're going to be like, I'm so thankful I bought a six and a half versus nine because nine is terrible.
0: You just keep dating. Just keep you on know? dating, baby. But if it goes the other way...
1: Break up! And six and a half goes down to three, there's a beautiful thing called a refinance, That's right, which baby. does not cost you a lot of money. That's right. You do not need to be locked into a terrible rate for 30 years. So whether, whether, whichever direction it goes... You're either one gonna feel extremely grateful, or two, you're gonna dump that rate and you're gonna go marry a better one. Yeah. Right? Or, or date or a better Date rate. date a better one. So don't fear the rates. If you're thinking about a buying a line, home, Mark. buy the home. You know, and hopefully the pain is temporary. But if you wait I'm and you're listening. wrong, think about all the people that think thought at three and a half, I just wanted to get back Do, down I'm not, to two I'm, and a half and didn't get three and a half. They're now kicking themselves. So you can kick yourself if you don't do it at six and a half and it goes up even more. And if it doesn't, if it goes down, you weren't wrong. You simply refine to something else. And again, Correct. that expense is very low to do that.
0: I have, I I have four homes listed right now that are like ideal homes for people in those price range. Uh, they're just, they're perfect. They're, they're the right family is just waiting to walk into these houses. I know it. And, uh, yeah so it, it's um it, the market has definitely changed, but it's still man it's a lot of fun yeah, a lot of fun to be out there chasing and and, uh, and, and the and good hustling. if
1: there is good news about being a buyer right now, it's that because inventory is stacked up a little bit more, yeah. you don't have as many of the over over asking price oh. battles. you don't have as much as the it's gonna sell immediately day one yeah. stuff so you got a little bit more time to think about it. you have more selection than you've had at any other point this year. So there's definitely good reasons, and we encourage you to reach out to a charterhouse agent to help well, you buy that home. We'd love
0: to help you buy houses, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And there's even more of us than just Ross and I. I mean, you can call us, but... You, you know. can call John Olson. You can call Adam Benz. You can call Taylor Cancelar. You can call Who? Stacia Adkins. Who should they not call? Should they not? Is there anybody at our office they should not call?
0: I can think of a couple of people they shouldn't call, but none of them in this office. Okay, good. Tyler so, Vaughn. I'd call Tyler Vaughn. I'd hey, call if you're him. out in uh, where does
1: he live now? He lives way out in, you know...
0: Where is he at? He's in... Uh, I didn't know this. I thought he was still down south in, like, Norwalk. No, dude. Indianola. Do
1: you work here? He's, like, way out where he came from.
0: Where he came it, from? Is it Guthrie? What? Guthrie County? Is Which that where way it? is Guthrie? West. And eh, that didn't help me. I'm headed east. Yeah,
1: he's out by Panorama. He's, like, oh, out, I sold out beyond a house. that.
0: I sold a house out in Panora. So if you want to... Yeah, I, I, maybe he's in Panora. And now I'm listing one in Grinnell. Yeah, you, <laughs> I've listed... Hol- home of Jack Whiffer. I have a property in Ames for sale right now is there and, a billboard and i have sold there? a sold a property in saint charles so the that home, gives you an idea of my the home of
1: jack Wiffers there a billboard in
0: grinnell yeah in grinnell man grinnell seems like it's got the home. i feel like that's there's a lot of people from grinnell is there yeah i feel like there's this maybe it's because the university it attracts some brain he might, power. He might be the only one that i know of that's from there you should ask jack who else is famous from grinnell <laughs> i sure he's got a long list i bet he does um I mean, do you, did you have a story today or no, no story because no. we sprung this on you? No, I, and it, whatever story was in my brain, you have washed it out with any, all any, Anything you want to say about
1: your life right now? Anything that we need to know about before we get I out of here? I
0: don't think so. Is there? Is there anything? Uh, I've, I've had some amazing fishing stories, but, man, after what you've told us. How, okay. Are you, I, are, I, are, you, look,
1: are you doing? You're going to Vegas, by the way. Yes, I am. I'm, ba- I, I'm bailing out. Yep, uh, yep. Mark bad. Um, are you doing sound off from there or no?
0: No, that's the week of the, that's, we scheduled it the week of the bye week. Oh, it's a bye week. That I wouldn't miss a sound off. It's this weekend, isn't it? No. Aren't you in Vegas this weekend? No. Are you sure? 100% sure. Are you sure? 100% sure.
1: Oh, yeah. We're a week early, aren't we?
0: Yeah, it's next week.
1: Next week. They play Illinois this week. Then there's a bye and then Ohio State?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Now you're good to go. Don't even worry about it. See? Don't even worry about it. I feel bad that I'm not gonna be on a gondola ride with you. Although I could still go. I was thinking it was like this week. So maybe next week I'll feel like going. I'll hop a flight. We'll see. We'll see. I do want to take a gondola ride with you.
0: Oh. I will tell you I will tell you an amazing fishing story. Okay. And it, it's not about the guy dying on it. it's not jinxy down. Okay? Yeah, because that's not amazing. He's not amazing. All right. What do you got? I'm fishing up in Canada with my friend Gary Moeller, who's the guy that runs the Black Island Resort for Ballard's and uh, Gary and I fished together a lot. We've had some pretty fun, cool fishing stories, but this is one of the most amazing things I ever witnessed. If I would have seen this or if I wouldn't have seen this happen, I wouldn't believe it. And I think some of you are going to hear this and go bullshit. Mm -hmm. We're out in rough water. Gary has his spot lock on, on his trolling motor. So basically what that means is the boat is staying in the exact same spot, the exact same spot. We are having a tough time because we don't have spot lock on our on our boat. So I'm kind of drifting around. How, and, does it and drift not, how does it not drift without an anchor? I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Because there's a motor. It has a trolling motor. So it has a tiny little motor that GPS locks. Okay. And then whenever the wind starts to push the boat, the motor pushes it back, back. Okay. In, into that spot. Got it. And because the wind's consistent out of one direction, it's always going to have the boat facing one direction. Got it. So that you know you're in the exact same spot. Okay. We're having a tough time holding our location, so Gary eventually has us come up and tie off on the back of his boat. So now we are in the exact same location. Okay. Gary pitches out into this, uh, off, off the, uh, the the port side of his boat. He's in on the back of the bow. Bow? Stern. Bow. And he is reeling in and sets the hook. Got a good fish. This is a nice fish he's fighting. Mm-hmm. And... I don't see it because I'm in the back of my boat, but the other guys that are that are around Gary, they see this northern pike come towards the surface of the water. And just as it gets towards the surface, the fish slashes and it snaps Gary's line. And Gary says, Ah, oh, that was my favorite jig. I had a green jig head and I had this green lizard plug on there. Mm-hmm. I, man, that sucks. I'm gonna get my jig back. <sighs> So, he takes the time, and again, boat stays in the exact same location, Mark. Ties up another green jig. Puts on another green lizard plug. Throws off the same port side of the boat into the same hole. Three minutes later, sets the hook. Says, that's the same fish. <laughs> Reels up this northern pike that he catches and brings onto the boat that has his other jig still in its mouth. Wow, he caught the he caught the fish on the left side of the uh, of its lip, and in its right lip was the jig that he had just snapped off minutes before. That is crazy. From Gary. If I wouldn't have seen it, I wouldn't have believed it because most of the time fish like that. Get once out of they, there! They get spooked once they see that. Yeah.
1: This fish like, I don't care that that just happened. Yeah, right. Let's I'm try it gonna, again.
0: That's this is why people anglers care a lot more about catching muskie than catching pike because pike are so aggressive and stupid okay. that they're pretty easy to catch. Okay, they're just really they're hard to catch because they have teeth and the, yeah. and and all that. But they but they'll just attack anything, dude. That's nuts. Muskie are smart, and you got out you got to outwit them in some way.
1: That is nuts. Here's yeah. what I don't understand about fish. You're using essentially, and maybe the answer is fish are dumb. You're using uh, a fake worm. Yeah. Okay. You're out in the middle of a lake. Yeah. You're using a fake worm and it's floating there in the water. The fish are like, oh, it's a worm. Okay, if you weren't there, are there just ever worms just floating in the in the water, mm-hmm. out in the middle of the water? I would say no. No. But so it, don't, like, no part of the fish's brain is like, that doesn't belong well, hold on. here.
0: Again, now, with Northern Pike, you're talking about predator fish. And there's a couple things here. Most of the time, we are fishing with, everybody else around Gary was fishing with minnows. Yep. So everybody else was fishing with something that's actually swimming down there in the bottom of the lake, these little tiny shiner minnows. Okay. Um the fish that you're talking about are super predators. Yeah. Meaning they don't give a crap they what's there. They're, they're going to eat it. In fact, if, it, if it's something new, they're even gonna, they're going to eat it even faster. Yeah. Because that might be something that's going to grow big and and eventually get them. Yeah. That's why I like the musky musky lures look nothing like fish. Nothing. Okay. I mean, it's crazy what musky lures look yeah. like. And that's it's Like that's, if you
1: threw a Big Mac down there, they would eat that too. If you
0: threw a you better throw some giant treble hooks and uh, and that pewter horsehead on there, and that's what a that's what a muskie yeah. jig looks like. They're crazy. They look that, like toasters.
1: That is a that story you just told sounds improbable, and that's it, a, it and really does. And I, the fact that he even called that he had the same fish.
0: Yep, that's nuts. Uh, and I so me Bruno, my cousin's husband Audie, my best friends Dusty and Ryan, two of my best buddies. Yeah, all five of us were standing around Gary when that happened. Dusty and Ryan were on his boat with him. I, or maybe Ryan was on my boat. But either way, the, yeah. th- those four guys were literally Did you guys on, just go nuts when you like saw it that it was the
1: same fish?
0: That was a moment you, you all stand there and go, that just happened. I cannot believe that just happened. That just happened. I mean, even from my position, I'm like, guys, is that seriously the same fish? Yeah. And they're yeah. like, yeah, it's got it. And Gary held up the other jig. He, had his, he got his jig back. That is so crazy, dude.
1: That's a good story.
0: All right, we can end on that. We go. gave you an hour and three minutes of uh, stuff. Of really good stuff, Mark. This was this is my favorite podcast. One of my favorite podcasts I've ever been a part of.
1: Booyah. Good well, job. that's good. Lo- we love will, uh, I, I would, love you I, and I mean it. I would tell you, by the way, that we'll see you next week, but based on our schedules, we're not going to overpromise. Well, well, next week, next
0: week, I will be gone.
1: Yeah, next week.
0: Next week, I leave. Well, this
1: Tuesday. If we record on Tuesday, you're not gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We record on Tuesday or Wednesday. stay tuned. We might... Be there next week. And again, if you're lucky, my apologies to all the uh, agnostics and atheists. This wasn't the episode for you, but uh, hey, God loves you too. We'll see (laughs) you.